0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The big talk today is in the NFL where many, many, many players of varying levels of accomplishment and prominence have taken to Twitter To essentially say, hey, owners, we need our health and safety protocols here. I'll just read the one I'm looking at here Dwayne Brown, former Texan tackle, now Seattle Seahawks, been around the league a long time. Crazy to hear the NFL is not following the recommendations of their own experts regarding player health and safety. How does this even make sense? I want to play football, but we need the NFL to create a safe work environment for us. Hashtag we want to play. And all these tweets, for the most part, hashtag with we want to play. So with that, Bring on my next guest. He covers the NFL for CBS com. Jordan Dejani joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Jordan, it's great to have you on the show. How are you this afternoon? Hey, Sean. Thank you
0: so much for having me on. I'm doing well, and congratulations on the new time slot.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's, uh, you know, to change things up a little bit. And as a morning host Monday through Friday, afternoons on Sundays work out better on evenings. So I appreciate the kind words, my man, and I appreciate you coming on with me here. I, I want to ask you about these tweets. At the end of the day, the tweets really only matter if it spurs some sort of action. And I'm just curious, in your mind, as you're watching this unfold, what do you think the owners are thinking right now as they watch this particular chess move by the players?
0: Yeah, this was very interesting this morning. I mean, a coordinated social media post blitz, right? And the whole thing is, yesterday when we saw the training camp dates get posted, I hope everybody realizes that's not necessarily a win for NFL football. I mean, the league had the power to reinforce those training camp start dates, and everything else still has yet to be figured out. So what happened this morning was obviously a coordinated effort, and it was to show that no, it's not a guarantee we're going to have football. There's still a lot of things we, as the NFLPA, have to work out with the NFL, and apparently they're not doing so well on their side of the negotiating table. But in terms of what could happen, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think that football is necessarily a coin flip this season. I mean, we saw that the elite of the NFL did not like the CBA, yet that was able to come to fruition. So th- what, in terms of what the owners, what the league is thinking – um, I, I'm not sure because they they obviously know that they have to put out more specifics, have legitimate actual protocols be put on paper if they want to conduct the season in the in the safest way possible. So they still have some time, and when I say some time, really just a few hours to kind of get everything done. And I'm just going to be cautiously optimistic at this point.
1: Yeah, I guess along those lines. I mean, he's you, you kind of allude to it there. Like they they put this memo out. Last week on Friday, which, by the way, was the more I think about it, that was that that feels like a Friday news dump kind of thing that they did. Knowing like PR wise, it might not have been the best look to just tell the players, "Hey, here's where we need you to show up," without these health protocols in place. But along those lines, Jordan, what do you think the chances are that training camp actually does start on time on July 28th?
0: I would say the start date is definitely a little bit more up in the air. But again, if I had to put money on it per se, I would say that it does start on time. I think that the NFL obviously has to put some more safety protocols as we already mentioned. I mean, the acclimation period is big, you know, something that could lead up to the start of training camp. Cause not all these players are having off we off field uh, workouts with each other, like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Right. So it was recommended by the medical and training staff um, that they would have these acclimation periods. And I think that's what many of them are alluding to, but truth be told, I do think the NFL can accomplish something like this during that training camp period. It might be a little rushed. They might not have as much time when it comes to padded practices or something like that. Um, but, you know, I think the NFL really is just kind of sitting back and observing stuff like the NBA and the MLB, what they will do, which is what I thought their initial game plan was. But the thing is we have rookies reporting to, to, to the team facilities. What like tomorrow for the, for yeah. the Kansas city chiefs and Houston Texans. And we're not too far away from everybody else. So this is the point in time where the NFL really needs to establish some very specific safety protocols because I think that would put the NFLPA more at ease.
1: Jordan dot CBSSports.com, joining me, covers the NFL. I wonder if players, Jordan, it's funny you bring that up, that acclimation period. It got me thinking. I wonder if players are more worried about the coronavirus right now or just the general sort of, Unorthodoxness of the offseason being something that could set them up for, for injury in the regular season. And that's where the acclimation period comes in. Cause I feel like that acclimation period, no preseason games is what they're lobbying for as well. These are all things that could set up the players for, you know, c- conventional, a better chance at a conventional football injury. Like we saw in 2011, where there was just this abnormal spate of Achilles tears. Cause guys were in a lockout. They weren't going in the building and working with their trainers and things like that.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's just a fact of it. When you don't have those kind of acclimation periods or training camp is not exactly as it's been scheduled in past years. You do have a rise in injuries. That's just a fact. And so it matters to me what, what player you ask, right? Some are more worried about the coronavirus contracting it. And some are more worried about the unconventionalness about the entire season. Right. So to be honest with you, I think it's completely both. I think both are very important issues here. And, uh, Obviously, just it's, there's so many moving pieces when it comes down to it because we're we are really heading down to the wire right now. We have rookies reporting to some facilities tomorrow. So the NFL does have a lot more work to do in terms of just making the players feel safer. I mean, we don't even know how many times and how often players are going to be tested yet. That's how much work we still have to do. So it's going to be interesting to see what develops here in the coming hours, and the coming days, Maybe all of us will feel a little more comfortable about having a safe season here in 2020.
1: I got to imagine the happiest guy that the tweet storm from today is kind of distracting everybody from anything else. NFL related is probably Daniel Snyder, right?
0: 100%. I was thinking (laughs) the exact same thing. Uh, The news cycle always moves on. Sometimes it's only 24 hours. Dan Snyder was definitely king of the news cycle for a little bit, but uh, obviously the the, everything, the interest has kind of shifted away from him. So good for him, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he will still have plenty to deal with once these tweets are all done getting sent out by these players for sure. But man, it at least took the spotlight off of him for a little bit. Jordan DeJani, CBSSports.com joining me. Jordan, actual football stuff here, non-coronavirus or Washington football related. Um, the franchise tag deadline came and went last week. What's, I'm curious your thoughts on, first Dak Prescott's strategy here and looking like it's he's going to go ahead and try to try to do the Kirk Cousins thing it would appear right now
0: yeah it's very interesting and you know I've had people ask me like colleagues ask me what are your thoughts about if Dak Prescott's going to be under center for the Dallas Cowboys in 2022 let's say and I don't know where exactly I'm leaning right now it's almost 50-50 I really did think a couple of months ago they would be able to agree to an extension. That they just placed the, the exclusive, the non-exclusive tag on him, you know, just to have more time to negotiate, but obviously nothing came to fruition, and what I'm really interested in is that Dak Prescott last season, now listen, consider this, he put up career-high numbers all across the board, yet the Cowboys went 8-8. Eight and eight. He didn't exactly show that he's a superstar under center, such as a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson that's going to up that's going to pick up your team and take them to the postseason to a new level of success by himself even though they have so much talent on both sides of the ball there now i bring that up because when it comes to resetting the market that's obviously something you have to consider right i'm sure the houston texans have no doubt about Deshaun watson mm-hmm. but with this entire how this entire thing has developed over the past couple of months the dallas cowboys have always said that that prescott is going to get that extension don't even worry about it I'm starting to doubt that now. I'm starting to doubt if they actually truly believe that because if that was 100% true and they guaranteed fans that Prescott would be in the fold for a long time to come, I really do feel like we we would have had an extension by this point in time.
1: Last one before I let you go. We got about a minute. What did you think of the Derrick Henry contract with the Tennessee Titans?
0: Yeah, it's going to be hard to do this in just a minute. So I'm based out of Nashville and that was like a holiday on that July 15th deadline. Obviously, not a lot of people are excited about paying running backs, but Derrick Henry was the engine that took the Tennessee Titans to an entirely new level of success, right? His postseason performance was one of the best in recent memory. So uh, I I loved it also because they didn't have to necessarily reset the market. There's still several running backs in terms of guaranteed total money and yearly average or millions average per year that are going to make more money than him. So that really surprised me. I thought it was a team-friendly deal, especially when you look at the money in 2020. Gave him, some, gave him some room to chase Jadavion County if they wanted to. Also gave him that kind of long-term security that he was looking for. So I considered it a win-win.
1: There you go. Jordan DeJani. you can get him on Twitter, at Jordan Dijani, D-A-J-A-N-I is how you spell his last name. And you can get his work on Cbsports.com, And his bio says, Fiery Sports Radio Guest. And Jordan, you lived up to the hype. You were fiery, my man. I appreciate you, I appreciate you jumping on. And hopefully next time you and I talk, we'll have actual football to talk about.